This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Future Talk podcast. Future Talk. This is Future Talk with Omnial Saleh and Hani Balkis. What an amazing day it is right here in the Pulse 95 studios. First off, it's Thursday. Second off, this is Future Talk. So you know it's going to be a good show right here in on Pulse 95. This is the one and only place where we bring you a quick roundup of everything that is happening in the tech world in the UAE and all around the world. I hope you're all having a fantastic afternoon. Very excited for the weekend. I feel like this weekend is going to be a little bit of a disappointment in comparison to the other one because that one was a very long one. But Nonetheless, we celebrate every weekend right here on Pulse95 and that's going to be true as well on Future Talk. We have lots to share with you when it comes to different social media applications because today we're going to be talking about Instagram and WhatsApp. Instagram has officially decided that they are going to be protecting all those who make accounts that are younger than 16 years old. How is that going to work out? You're going to have to stay tuned to find out. But if you are 16 years old and you've been considering to become an influencer, you may just have want to have to wait a little bit longer until you're a bit older because Instagram is actually creating new defaults for all those who create accounts when they are at the age of 16 or younger. Coming up on the show, WhatsApp is also making headlines today because we're going to be talking about how easily now you can transfer your chats between iOS and Android. Finally, finally, this update has come to WhatsApp because a lot of people switch from Android to iPhones and the other way around and their WhatsApp chats are basically either lost or it's just too complicated to be able to transfer them from one place to another. Sticking with the world of apps, we're also going to be talking about TikTok because how can we talk about WhatsApp and Instagram and not bring up TikTok? They recently launched a lot of new features for the for their live videos that have been encouraging a lot of creators as well as us regular users to go ahead and tune into them. If you've been also wondering, how can you go ahead and deal with hacks? if they come towards your WhatsApp account. The UAE Telecommunication Regulatory Authority has given us a quick how-to guide on what to do if our WhatsApp accounts were hacked all of a sudden. And in the world of weird tech, we've got you covered as well because we're going to be discussing back to school for a little bit. I know for a lot of people, you know, before September comes around or end of August, they do not want to hear anything about school. But University students are still hustling and some of them right here in the UAE have created an AI tool that is boosting online education, helping it become a little bit more interesting. How is that coming to life? You got to stay tuned to find out all about it. Lots and lots is in store right here on the show. So make sure you keep Pulse95 locked and we'll be right back. Pulse95. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. What are the dangers of Instagram for kids? This is a topic that concerns me and every every person out there who has siblings or kids. The question of when do you allow them to get social media platforms? It's been on the rise recently and if you think that it's a fight between parents, guardians, older siblings and social media platforms, you may just want to take a second to rethink that just a little bit longer because Instagram has also been out there fighting for the rights of children of the age of 16 and anyone under because statistics are actually crazy when you look at them. 80% of 13 to 18 years old siblings, kids out there 
actually have social media accounts and one of them being Instagram. But now it's not going to be quite so Insta for the 16 and under influencer crowd anymore because these crowds are actually going to be put off for a little bit. Minors logging into Instagram for the very first time, creating accounts, will now automatically have their accounts being defaulted to private rather than public accounts. And this is all in an attempt to make Instagram become a bit more safe and a bit more private for all younger children. A lot of the times, many parents, they tend to think about all these social media platforms as platforms that want to suck kids in. They want to take as many users as it wants, even when it comes to at the price of their health, mental health, as well as physical health, because we do know the dangers of spending too much time on Instagram. But Instagram wants to change that reputation. They sent out a statement in a blog post yesterday saying that whenever they can, they want to stop young people from hearing from adults that they don't know. Also, they don't want them to see content that does not cater towards them. And that's a big danger that comes with creating a public account at the age of 16 or even younger. The ability of people who are not part of your friends list to go ahead and DM you. And those DMs can be anything from damaging to your mental health, targeting a lot of insecurities, even to the end of life-threatening. Previously, new accounts on Instagram would typically default to public settings. So when someone goes ahead and creates a new account on Instagram, the first default setting would be public. And anyone can go ahead and search for your name. Anyone can view your public profile. But now the new rule will make it so that anyone under the age of 18, 16, 18 in some countries, but 16 in all countries, who go ahead and create an account on Instagram, their account will be defaulted immediately to private until they make the change in the settings. Now, I have some thoughts on this. I feel like there shouldn't be the option altogether to be a public account as a 16-year-old because you're still getting to learn the way of how social media works. You don't want to be bombarded all of a sudden at a very young age where you still don't have your own thoughts and your own values set in stone. You don't want to be susceptible to people outside. Yeah, that's how Instagram is working it out. Something is better than nothing. Now, the platform's own testing also revealed that 8 out of 10 young people accepted the default private settings without any question. So when 8 out of 10 people, when they went to create the account, they found it on private, they didn't go ahead and change it to public. And this goes back to show that when Instagram a couple of years ago went out and sent a survey asking young people to choose between a public account or creating a private account whenever they signed up for Instagram, a lot of them actually appreciated the more private experience. So minors still have the option to put it all out there for the masses, to make Instagram become their career, but they are trying their best to help protect those youngsters until they're old enough to make their own choices. On the other hand, Facebook, which actually owns Instagram, is also creating similar similar attempts, similar efforts, yet in a different style. They've actually been moving forward with their plans to launch an application that is created explicitly and only for tweens and children in mind. So it's going to be similar to what we've seen as Instagram for kids, but Facebook for kids. Yeah, a lot of critics have been saying that creating social media platforms that are only specifically for kids may make it 
a paradise for those who want to target kids in a very harmful manner. So a lot of people have been against it. I want to hear your thoughts. Text us in at 4215, do it to or sign into our DMs at Pulse95 Radio. If you're a parent, at what age did you allow your child to own an Instagram, Facebook, any social media account? Personally, I think the first Facebook account, that was my only one. <laughs> the first account I had on social media, I did it at the age of 16 if I'm not mistaken. And I thought that was a good age and it was a private account, not public. So I want to hear your thoughts. 4215, do it to or sign into our DMs at Pulse95 Radio. Coming up, we're going to be talking about fantastic news when it comes to WhatsApp, allowing us to transfer between different smartphone makers very easily, iOS and Android. If you're thinking about switching and wondering what's going to happen to your chats, no need to worry, we've got you covered. You're listening to Pulse95. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. The wait is finally over. If you have always wanted to transfer from one iPhone to an Android or what I would prefer from Android to iPhones, and you've been worried and concerned about what's going to happen to your WhatsApp chats, no need to worry because WhatsApp is developing a way for all of its users to transfer their chat histories from iOS to Android very easily. This feature is going to fix one of the biggest annoyances when it comes to using WhatsApp, which is not officially being able to transfer the backup of your messages between iPhone and Androids. Now, truth be said, there are ways to go around this. You could possibly upload it or back it up on iTunes, transfer it. There are ways around it. But these ways are very time consuming and not as easily found, not as, not as easily done. So if WhatsApp was able to come up with a new feature, that's going to make it a lot more convenient. Now, the details of this feature are still developing. We're going to hear about it a little bit more in the coming months, but it is coming, ladies and gentlemen. There's no need to worry. Now, a lot of screenshots uh, have been shared by app researchers who are diving a little bit deeper into WhatsApp, onto what is WhatsApp doing. And these screenshots actually show the feature saying move chats to Android as an option on the WhatsApp iOS app, which I'm guessing we would have a similar feature in a similar setting on iOS saying move chats to or the other way around. Either move chats to Android or move chats to iPhone. Now, the second screenshot that was shared by app researchers did show that they would be prompting users to keep their iPhone unlocked with WhatsApp open while the transfer is taking place, which I mean, Makes complete sense because how else would it be able to transfer? Most of the evidence also showed and pointed towards an iOS to Android transfer feature. But a lot of reports that have been released a couple of months before did show that the opposite will also be possible. I'm very excited for the day when this would be coming to life because this new transfer tool will make it a lot easier for us to be able to switch back and forth between different smartphone makers. Using an Android, using an iPhone, it's a complete preference to every person. Some prefer to use Samsung Androids, others prefer Apple. And being able to switch around between them may encourage more people to try the different or the other uh, smartphone maker without necessarily having to go through the hassle. Also, Apple has done very similar efforts when it comes to switching from an Android to an iPhone because before, in the past years, whenever you wanted to transfer your information from one iPhone to the other, all you had to do is to open your brand new phone, place them next to each other, scan, I think, like a QR code, and the transfer would begin. 
Apple recently also allowed this new feature for Android. So if you had an older Android phone and you wanted to transfer to iPhone, you could easily do that now. No need to worry. So, and that helped a lot of people actually encouraged them to go ahead and try out iPhones more frequently. This is all in beta testing, so the feature is not yet out, but it will be out very soon. You can count on us to tell you when it is. Let me know what your thoughts are. Have you ever considered trying out the opposite smartphone maker that you have. So if you have Xiaomi, have you considered trying uh, Samsung, Apple, you name it. If you have Apple or an iPhone, have you ever considered trying an Android operating system? Our text lines are open for 215. Do it or sign into our DMs at Pulse95 Radio. Coming up on the show, we are talking all about TikTok, the app that a lot of people spend way too much time on. They are going to be pushing for more live video content. What are those features and how can they come in handy? Keep all 95 locked to find out more about it. Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Apps all around. What's worth a click and download? You didn't think I was going to talk about Instagram and WhatsApp and not bring up TikTok, did you now? Because TikTok is the talk of the town. It has been, especially with people getting to enjoy all the funny videos that are found on its platform. However, TikTok recently launched the new live video and with it came a lot of features that we're going to be kind of exploring a little bit deeper on today's show. These features are coming in handy for both creators and viewers because they are allowing a lot of creators to try and arrange and organize their time a little bit or manage their time a little bit better. They have new scheduled events features so you can schedule a live to happen on its own. You have picture-in-picture support for iOS and Android users but you also have group live streams taking place with two users at a time and this is all part of TikTok's plan to try and push all of its users to create and watch live videos. I am waiting for the day when other social media platforms will go ahead and copy this feature. We do know that on Instagram, you can go ahead and do an Insta Live. We do know that on Twitter, they launched the new Spaces feature. But I'm wondering how TikTok is going to make this a little bit different. A lot of these new features, they do bring TikTok's live platform up to par, up to the same level with live video services. They add the ability for creators to schedule a stream in advance. So this is what TikTok calls a live event. You can go ahead and schedule it and it will remind you that you have a live event coming up. Very similar to how businessmen and businesswomen would schedule meetings, virtual conference calls. And then you as a viewer can go ahead and register for that certain live stream that is coming up. Only thing about this is what makes watching live streams on social media platforms very convenient is the ability for you to pop in and pop out whenever you want. You don't have to register. It's not like a, it's not like an event, you know, where you have to go ahead and plan it in advance. It's something that if you find someone live and you want to see what they're saying, you can go ahead and tune in. Other times, if it's a very important personality, you will go ahead and schedule it down in your calendar. So I'm wondering if TikTok is looking to monetize this feature because we did see with Twitter, they created that whole ticket scheme where if you want to watch a space, which is what they call their live events with an important personality. You may have to pay a little bit to be able to do that. Again, Instagram and all social media platforms, I personally feel like they were made to be free. It's hard to ask someone to pay for something in a service that used to be for free. 
Creators are also going to be able to add countdown timers to regular TikTok videos in the form of a sticker, which is similar to what Instagram has done. This will help them promote their posts, but also any upcoming streams. There's a new ability, though, on TikTok that will allow them to co-host, allow creators to co-host a live stream with a second person. This is also very similar to what Instagram did when they allowed people to go live with other creators. It's not necessarily always available right here in the UAE, but around the world it is. They're also TikTok is also expanding the rollout of its already announced Q&A feature for live videos. This will make it a lot easier for us viewers to communicate with the content creators. We can ask them questions without our questions being lost in the chats. In a very similar effort though, TikTok is also going to be adding a new comment filtering option so that as a creator, you can go ahead and ban specific keywords from live chats. This will help you ban and mute viewers who are not not portraying the best behavior. If someone is harassing you on the platform or spreading a lot of hate during your live stream, you can go ahead and block those certain specific words so that they can't go ahead and comment on them. Last but not least, the company is also making it a lot easier to find and browse live streams with the dedicated live button that they are launching. This button has actually already been found on a lot of viewers. A lot of users have found it already. It was announced and launched on their platform, but some are still waiting for it. These are a couple of features that TikTok is going to be launching within the next week. Let me know if you have seen any of them on your own TikTok and which feature are you most excited about? Can't lie. I think I'm a little bit more excited for that Q&A feature that they've already announced. Some creators have already been using, but I'm excited to see everyone be able to use it. Coming up on the show, we have a very quick how do you tech for all those who want to get a little bit safe and secure with their WhatsApp accounts when they are hacked. How can you protect your own privacy? Keep Pulse 95 locked to find out all about it. You're, You're listening, listening to Pulse 95. Pulse 95. How do you tech? How, how, how do you tech? How do you prepare for a disaster? Now, when it comes to earthquakes, natural disasters, a lot of people with countries where natural disasters tend to happen very frequently, they have what they call an emergency kit. Do you have an emergency kit when it comes to interacting with your social media platforms? Because we know that scams and hacking has been on the rise, especially with the COVID-19 pandemic, sadly, because people want to make the most out of this disaster. What do you do if your WhatsApp account is hacked? The Telecommunication and Digital Government Regulatory Authority in the UAE has given us the recipe. They have issued a few tips for us residents on what we can do if our WhatsApp account is hacked. WhatsApp is actually one of the most widely used chatting platforms right here in the UAE and worldwide. When you think about chatting, the first platform that comes to mind is WhatsApp. And that's exactly why scammers are trying to take advantage of the popularity of this app to hack into bank accounts and also obtain sensitive information. And I actually, I wouldn't say I fell for one, but I was a victim of one. During my uh, little holiday, I received a WhatsApp message on my account saying that it is from the UAE Central Bank, if I'm not mistaken. 
I'm gonna read for you the exact message if I can find it because it was actually it was it was funny to be honest I I was reading it and I was laughing so hard because we always talk about this we always talk about how you can be a little bit more safer when you are interacting online and you can pinpoint what happens with you but you know just seeing it come to life it made me laugh a little bit but basically that guy who was texting me he had he he tried to look as legitimate as possible he had a dp set that he was my bank provider and you know the, the text had phone numbers yeah i found it so it said dear customer your atm card has been blocked because you did not have an update yet mind you there's a lot of spelling mistakes in that message and it said if you want your atm card to work properly then contact this number to helpline and he had a phone number listed mind you it's a it's a cell phone number and not a landline he had a google web page another guide so many urls tried to be as legitimate as he could with the dp cropping it fixing it up i read it and i laughed and i never opened the links and i never actually uh, replied back and a couple days later that guy actually changed his dp into his own picture with a couple of roses on it he was holding a couple of roses so this just goes to give you one example of what it looks like to have scammers try and play like they are your bank provider now the authorities right here in the uae have advised us to immediately send an email to whatsapp's technical support team in case we found ourselves locked out of our own whatsapp account so if your account is hacked go ahead and email whatsapp's technical support team and the email is support at whatsapp.com go ahead and also mention in your subject in the subject line of your email that this is a lost slash stolen account please deactivate my account residents have also been asked to provide their mobile number in the following format for the whatsapp support team to be able to go ahead and contact you most 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 importantly and i <laughs> highly recommend this if your account on whatsapp has been hacked please inform all of your relatives all of your friends all of your loved ones through any social media platform better off through text because your hacker could potentially be targeting all of your contacts list so you want to try and protect your loved ones in any way possible so make sure you inform them urge them to not respond to any messages that are coming from your number on whatsapp because that's going to be the hacker speaking and not you speaking another tip is to try and remove your whatsapp app off of the phone and reinstall it in different times of the day try reinstalling it every single day until your account has been given back to you uh, this is very advised and very recommended by the telecommunication regulatory authority and cybersecurity experts did say that linking your messaging app with social media accounts also means that they could be used for phishing attacks so whenever let's say you log into any account and you say use my facebook account use my facebook login that's a very big cyber scam that could happen over there it's a very big loop that the hacker could potentially use because if let's say your whatsapp is linked to your facebook account a breach on whatsapp equals a breach on facebook or a potential breach on facebook another general practice that we could all make the most out of is to use two-factor authentication and set different passwords different passwords for every account i know it's very difficult to keep track of the passwords but again 
There are endless apps out there, endless features on our own operating system. I can give you one example on Apple. You can use the keychain login where you can keep all of your passwords on your laptop and secure them with a single password, but still have different passwords for every account. You can also check out our podcasts to find out about different uh, apps that could help you memorize or at least keep track of your different passwords. You can find all those podcasts on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts under the name Future Talk 95. Last but not least, make sure that you try and keep your WhatsApp as safe as possible by whether it was through two-factor authentication, whether it was to not respond to any scams, not open any links that you get that look a little bit suspicious. Always check for the basic, basic tips. If the spelling is bad and it's a bank provider, it's most probably not your bank provider. If that if that person is WhatsApping you and it's it says it's your bank, it's your university, why would such official companies, such official uh, providers go ahead and WhatsApp you when they could call you? Least thing they could do is send an email or even a text. Let me know if you have fallen for any of those scams or if you have actually been a victim of your WhatsApp being hacked into. I want to hear from all of you. It's a Thursday. Let's keep each other company. Our text lines are open for 215 Do it Salat or sign into our DMs at Pulse95 Radio. Coming up on the show, we're going to be talking about the creativity of some university students who have had it and they've had enough with online education. They've used AI to Make it a little bit more entertaining. Make sure that we are all awake (laughs) with the classes that we are taking. I do know for a fact that staying awake when online classes are happening is actually one of the most difficult tasks to do. And I'm only doing my master's. I can only imagine how hard it is for younger kids. Lots and lots is in store in the show. So keep us 95 locked and we'll be right back. This is Pulse 95. Check this out. Check this out. Can you tell if someone you are talking to is interested, focused, or is paying attention to what it is that you are saying? I personally find it very interesting to try and see if someone is actually paying attention to what I'm saying or not. So one of them is eye contact. We all know it. We all love when we're talking to someone and they make eye contact. Another is watching their facial features. So little do you know, but eyebrow raising, eyelid tightening, and mouth dimpling are all facial expressions that tend to indicate that you are engaged with the person talking to you. When it comes to a classroom, these are all things that teachers actually look for, crave, and want from their students. They come in, they're very excited to give out all this knowledge, and the child, the student, they're sitting there behind that laptop screen, so sleepy, so tired, so uninclined to actually pay attention to what the teacher is saying. But some students at a university right here in the UAE have had it. They've had enough with not having that same engaging class, that same excitement that they've had in physical schools and physical class that they have actually started to use AI to try and see if that would help students participate in class and be more excited during the virtual class. So this artificial intelligence was actually created by learners at Murdoch University right here in the UAE. Of course, they had the support of their faculty and professors and they created a prototype AI tool that could potentially make the delivery of a virtual class become a lot more 
engaging, a lot more effective. So they have what they call the Emotion Effective Domain Mapping System. It's a big name, but the concept is very simple and very effective. So what it does is it's a prediction tool. So it uses all the facial data that is collected from students' webcams during their online classes. It will extract the emotion and map it out to basically study whether or not these students are excited by this class or not. So you're you're ready to start your online class. You have your laptop on, your webcam is turned on, and you're just staring. You're staring very bluntly. You're not giving any <laughs> facial expressions. If you're tuning into our YouTube channel, you probably saw my very, very unexcited face. Um, if you are not giving any emotions, if you're not smiling, if your eyebrows are not raised, if your eyes are not, not, not necessarily squinted, but they show excitement. You know, they always tell you eyes are the windows of the soul. I think that's the saying, but they kind of showcase if you're excited to be in a classroom or not. If you are not showcasing all those attributes that would give the AI kind of like a and a sense that you're excited and that you are at least attentive in a classroom, then that would basically be a part of the study. And it would be used to predict that, let's say math class is not, students in this math class are not as engaged as they are in science class. And this would actually help educators kind of target where where there's gaps, where where is what is missing in this class. So maybe they can include more activities. Maybe they can include more let's say, uh, papers that you can work on during the classroom instead of the entire 45 minutes of a class being the teacher lecturing the student. So in a virtual classroom environment, educators are actually also losing a lot of time and a lot of effort and opportunities that they could have had in a physical classroom to interact with their students and to find out what style works with every student best. During face-to-face -face learning, Teachers actually do use every student's facial expressions to kind of predict their understanding levels. And I was actually always astonished back in back when I was in high school with how teachers would find out just by the look of my face, the look on my face, if I understood a concept or not. A lot of times in physics class, I remember. Shout out to my physics teacher, Ms. Doha. She always knew if I truly understood what it is that I what it is that she was explaining or not just by the look on my face also my math teacher had a very similar sense and now I know why facial facial expressions speak louder than words do and this is exactly what this AI machine will be doing it's going to be capturing all of our facial data in the form of video sending it back to the teacher so that this AI can help the teacher determine if they have any anger feelings if they are happy surprised neutral very bored very unexcited to be in that classroom and all this could potentially help them generate a graphical chart that would plot whether a student understood this concept or not this also helps the teacher anticipate if set amount of students are going to be catching this concept on very quickly or if one two three more classes will be needed 
to deliver this idea to them. At the end of the day, quality weighs a lot more than quantity does. Let me know what are your thoughts and how excited were you to be in some classes? What is what is your what was your favorite class back in school if you've already are done with school or if you're still in school, what classes do you enjoy the most? Future Talk is coming to an end, but the weekend is starting out for a lot of people and this is exactly why we have lined up for you today on Pulse95 Afternoon Karak. The dream team Aisha Mazmi and Mikhail Atiyah will be giving you a phenomenal show. It is one of my favorite shows every single week. The weekend recommendations will be commencing from 4 to 5 p.m. Also, to keep you company on your drive back home from work, we've got Yalla Home from 5 to 8 p.m. Keeping you company with all things fun, quirky. Uh, Big Hass and Anna Schofield always have the most interesting conversations on their show. You can catch me again back on Sunday. 2 to 3 p.m. right here on Pulse 95. I will give you the most important tech headlines that have been hitting the industry very recently. I want to wish you a blessed afternoon and a beautiful weekend. Have some fun with your loved ones and I'll catch you again on Sunday. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 2 p.m.